Welcome to another edition of the Untold Patriot Stories podcast with Scott Prusak and Dave Usher, where you'll hear stories told by the players and media members. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Untold Patriot Stories. Scott Prusak along with Dave Usher. And our guest tonight was a 1995 round three pick, pick number 88 from for the New England Patriots, cornerback Jimmy Hitchcock. Jimmy, how you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing, Scott? Doing all right. So, Dave, why don't you uh, get this kicked off? Hey, Jimmy. Um, I know you were born in North Carolina and uh, went to school in North Carolina. When, when did you um, decide that football was going to be sort of your – professional when do you think it was viable for that to be a career for you um well when i was in the sixth grade i always told me i told my mom like every other week that i was gonna play professional football so um and it, it was because um i actually had failed a sixth grade and she wouldn't let me play because of my grades because i was a really bad kid and um but I love football. So I would um actually sneak to practice and play Pop Warner and she didn't act she didn't know. So um she um I yeah, I, I got taken home by one of my coaches one day and she that's how she found out and she said, You can't play anymore and I was like, Mom, I'm a I'm go I'm gonna go professional and you know, I'm gonna buy you a house and everything. And that's kind of really what, in my mind, kind of set me down that road. Um, and I just figured if I could be the best player on my teams from the time I in Pop Warner all the way to the 12th grade, that I would be able to go. And actually, it happened. Wow. So I mentioned North Carolina before. And did you were what? eight to 10 years old when LT was playing there that that did that affect you at all did you follow them back then I did follow them but I wasn't really a Carolina fan at all um I I was a I was an NC State fan and um I really wanted to go to NC State um I really did and and what happened was my girlfriend at the time ended up going to NC State and I went to visit her on a I mean visit um I was on a recruiting trip and visited state at the time and I went to her room and two football players came to the to the room. I didn't know she was dating one of them. His name is Chris Quarters and and they came to the room, him and a buddy of his, and they tried to intimidate me. You know? Yeah. So yeah, so I was like, dude, I'm not, I'm definitely not coming here. Like, I'm going to Carolina so I can come back and whoop your butt, you know? Yeah. So, so, um, and, in the first three years, they beat us down. And then in my, when I started in my junior year, I, I demolished one of the players on a screen pass and knocked the ball out and, I had a really good game that game and I didn't lose my senior, my junior and senior year. So that's how I ended up at Carolina. Um, but, uh, but I really wanted to go to state. Wow. 
So w- one fact I don't know if a lot of people know, but you played your entire college career and pro career um, with without both of your ACLs and your knees. How, how did how did that happen, and how did you play your entire career with the, without your ACLs? Yeah, um, yeah, I played. I played eight years in the NFL and five college years of practicing, you know, one year and then playing the other other four. But um, you know what? I think that it was just that my body at the time, I, I tore my left one in, in the ninth grade, and my right one in the 10th grade. So I was going through puberty at the time. So my body, I think, just adjusted to um, – what was happening i guess i don't know um but when i got when i had the injuries my knee kept slipping out right and left if i would cut it would just slip out and then i would i would fall down um and then so i went through a year of that with the left then the next year i came back out to play again and then i blew out the right and then the same thing was happening and a coach his name was coach Sunbury he was my track coach he said um what you need to do is you need to get your quads as strong as you could possibly get your quads and he said I think that'll help with your um your knee situation because I don't think that anybody knew that I had torn ACLs right until a doctor checked me in my junior year and he said this guy's got no ACLs. Like he shouldn't, he shouldn't even be playing. Yeah. Right. So, but that, but that coach, Coach Sunbury, he was like, um, just strengthen up your quads, bro. You know, and he he was just he was a power lifter. So, I by the time I left um, high school, I was squatting about four fifty, and then when I got to college, I was squatting in the six hundreds, and I, and I think that's what kind of got me to where I was able to play and my knees um they call it beneficial arthritis like it stiffened my knees to the point to where it wouldn't slip right or left oh wow so yeah, yeah it's pretty right. ACLs are pretty important for a cornerback and you had a good career so that's that's a yeah I mean I had a decent career you know I had a I had a decent career I had some records you know I got the Patriots record there and um yep. for the longest touchdown Yep. Yeah. And yeah, and I had uh I had a rec I actually had the record at the the Panthers when I left there for yardage in the season for returns. Yeah, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. ninety eight was Minnesota. I had the record there. Okay. I had seven picks, three touchdowns, and I broke it with like two forty something in, in yardage return. And then when I went to the Panthers I like had 180 or 190 yards return yardage. So, so, so I actually had records when I left every place that I played, you know, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Brought five uh, back to the house, right? Interceptions. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good uh, stat for a defensive player. Yeah. Five returns for touchdowns. And, And the thing is, is I only had 19 career picks, you know? So, so I would, you know, I, I would pretty much take them back every, you know, three or four picks. You know what I mean? You're so, like Forrest Gump. You just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I attribute it to film study. You know, um, in my second year in the pros, 
we got Belichick as the defensive back coach. And Belichick was just so adamant on film study and studying your players, you know, yeah. and he was just a phenomenal coach. I mean, uh, as a position coach, and obviously he is what he is now, but at the time he had just come from the um, Browns and people didn't think he was a good coach. Right. You know? So, but, but I had always followed him with the Giants and followed Parcells. They were my favorite coaching staff, you know, and um, so when they drafted me, I was elated, you know. Well, yeah, you also came to a team in 95, right? You got a friend of our show, first guest we've, we ever had on was Maurice Hurst. Uh, you had Ricky oh, okay. Reynolds. Low. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Larry Wiggum. I mean, so you had some guys that, you know, we, did they yep. help you learn and, and um, well, make you feel at home? Yeah. Well, in my first year, you know, Mo Hurst was, he probably had the best feet of any corner I'd ever seen. You know, um, so that's where I really learned footwork is from Mo, um, even that short period of time that he was there. But, you know, they got rid of Mo for Ty Mm -hmm. and and then but Ricky Reynolds stayed on and I, you know, he started some. I started some um, in my second year. My first year, we were we were terrible and. We I played sparingly on special teams, but my second year I started a few games, but I was I was terrible and just green, and um and just needed some tutelage, and but Parcells didn't have the patience for it, so he just yanked me out, put Otis Smith in, <laughs> yeah. you know he put Otis Smith in, and um and and they Otis ended up playing in the, in the um in the Super Bowl that year, uh, along with Ty and Lawyer and. Willie Clay, um, was it Willie? Yeah, Willie Clay, um, and and we just barely, you know, we came very close to getting a ring that year. Yep. Yeah. So you you mentioned tutelage from good players. So you, you also played with a uh, Hall of Fame of Ty Law. What did you learn from him? Well, me and Ty kind of came in together, and by the time Ty came of age which was, you know, his second year and almost closer to the end is when he started playing elite level ball. Um, you know, the next year we started together when Pete Carroll came over. So we helped each other um, in the film room, identifying things. And we came along together. And what me and Ty used to do is, we would put on the opponent and we'd watch the opponent. And then after that, we put on Deion, Deion Sanders and watch everything Deion Sanders oh, did. Wow. Yeah. You know, because we, we both were like, we just worshiped this guy. You know what I mean? Cause, cause he was, people thought that he was just all talent, but he was a phenomenal technician. And you could tell that he studied film as well because of the anticipation, the, the reading of the the the, the, uh, the splits of the receivers and things of that nature. So a lot of people thought that the guy was just like all talent and speed, but he was brains too. So we'd watch him. We'd watch everything that guy did. And he and I kind of developed at the same time. And then his third year, 
I think he had nine picks and two touchdowns, and I had seven picks and three touchdowns. Um, but my no, no, I, no, that third, that the fourth year, that's what we had. And then in the third year, I think with uh, part with uh, Pete Carroll, I think I had like two picks, two or three picks, and he had like five picks. You know, a couple touchdowns. He, I had a touchdown, and I think Ty uh, maybe had a touchdown as well. Yeah. So we developed together um, through tutelage from two phenomenal coaches, uh, defensive back coaches, two best in history, I think, which is uh, Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick. You know? Can't go wrong with those guys, although yeah. Scott might say something about Bill now. But we're talking about Bill back then and, <laughs> and building you up. And first, I got to say, you were part of, you know, you said all these things that you accomplished but one of the things that i i always liked was you wore the best uniforms in patriots history when you got here those were, those, those are yeah. sharp i like those yeah. those are yeah those, are yeah. Sharp. those were sharp big those shoulder patches sharp. and everything yeah yeah this big shoulder patch with the big patriot on there yeah those were sharp um they're they're gonna bring those back probably one day you know That's i hope so, so. <laughs> as a classic yeah. you know Talking about bringing them back, let's go back. You mentioned your hundred yard return against the Dolphins. Can you walk us through that? Because that's something most people haven't done. Like, what, what were you, what were you feeling? What, did the lane just open up for you? How, how did that transpire? Well, part of it was just um, Dan Marino have, was having kind of an off day. I, I really should have had, I think, three picks that game. You know. Um, I ended up thinking, I think I had two that game, but he threw one and lofted it, trying to throw it to the back of the end zone. And I just kind of sitting in the zone, just ran and stole it and took it back. You know, um, that's what kind of I remember about it. It's been so long, obviously, <laughs> but, but, um, but that's what I remember. You know, he was having an off game, you know, that guy was phenomenal. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's one of the best. So to actually to pick him off, I pick off some good good quarterbacks, Favre and Kurt Warner. But the top guy that I picked off, I you know, it's Dan Marino. You know. Yeah. So so I hold that one in high regard. There. Right, you have so the ball, or whatever? Do you know what happened? Yes, to I have the ball. Of okay, course. awesome. All, All right. right, cool. <laughs> you talked about two different coaches. Um, Parcells and Pete Carroll, two very different coaching styles, wouldn't you say? Oh, yes. Very different. <laughs> so, so, so just give us a little bit of, you know, what it was, what the difference was between those two and what the transition was for you as a player from somebody like Parcells that was, you know, um, a lot stricter and then somebody like Pete Carroll who kind of had a more laid back approach. So how, how was that transition for you? Well, the transition for me was better because Pete was a defensive back coach, you know, yep. he was really a defensive back coach and a defensive coordinator. So he identified some things in me that he, he thought, you know, he thought I could actually start. They have brought Steve Israel in to start, but I ended up beating Steve out that year. And he is the person that really actually honed in and helped me develop my game. Um, but the different styles 
are so like it's like pluto and venus you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 yeah. you know like like parcells is, is a guy like when i first got there we had three a days yeah you know mm-hmm. so we had we had three a days bro like <laughs> so so i remember one time we had multiple back to back to back days that we had pads only yeah. And we hit all day, you know. So, and then with Pete, you didn't wear pads. Yeah. You just, it was all about speed. It was all about trying to, um, to be in position to, to play as fast as possible in practice so that you, it transfers to the, to the game field. And, and Bill was more of, we're going to bloody this team and we're going to dominate them and we're going to make sure they feel it and know who we are after they leave this game, you know, and, and we wanted to be as tough as possible. So those are the different styles. Pete, Pete wanted us to be tough too, but he wanted us to play extremely fast um, Mm -hmm. in that type of West coast type of style of play. But, but I think both of them, are phenomenal coaches. Pete was just really getting his footing with us. And it was really his first time having a winning culture. Yep. But, but Pete, I felt wanted people to like him a little bit too much and, and Bill didn't care who liked him or did, you know, <laughs> I and, think that's an understatement. And I think, right. And then I think that Pete Carroll learned from that, once he went down to the to the to the college level, won a few titles, started to understand leadership a lot better, and came back to be Pete Carroll. You know yeah. the Pete Carroll that you know that really should have two Super Bowls. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean these, that guy, that guy, uh, I love that guy to get He's a great coach. Funny, I think one of the few people that Parcells liked was was Mo. Uh, yeah yeah he loved mo but but he fired him (laughs) (laughs) but it's business right yeah that's yeah that's part of the game you know but um but mo was to me mo was one of the he could he could cut on short routes and he could read those routes better than anybody as far as the curls and the you know the slant that's how i learned how to pick the three-step off is reviewing his stuff interesting so we, you know, it's called we call this untold patriot stories. So we ask our guests: Is there a story that maybe our listeners would only hear from you? That's not out there. It could be something funny. It could be something simple. But yeah, anything you can share with us that might entertain our audience. Uh, hmm. Let me see. <laughs> and you can swear whatever you want. No. <laughs> okay. No, like one time me and lawyer Malloy really, uh, you know, we almost got into it <laughs> once. Like lawyer and lawyer and Willie Clay, you they used to be on me all the time. Like they used to just talk so much trash, and they thought I sucked. You know what yeah. I mean? So, <laughs> so they were just, you know, they were ragging me all the time. And one time we get we're in a film room, and they just talking crazy and. And I jump up and, and jump in lawyer's face and we're about to fight, you know. <laughs> but and but that was like the only time that I think I've ever been in a situation where I was actually 
ready to fight a teammate. You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> but but it was only it was because, you know, I didn't I didn't earn that respect yet. You know yeah. what I mean? I didn't earn the respect of the players and it took me a long time to gain that respect. Well I'm sure lawyer, I'm, I'm sure a lawyer respected you a little bit more after you got in his face. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. <laughs> you know. But um, but I, you know, my my closest friend on the team, you know, was was Corwin Brown. At okay, the time. it's a name. For and the um, and we still talk today. You know, that was my that was my that was my ace. And Corwin was like, um, you know, he just weighed like a, he was a, a safety that weighed like 190 pounds. You know, and but he <laughs> yeah. would knock you out. You know, he yeah. knock you out. So, uh, and he did Keyshawn Johnson like that. So, <laughs> so you know, he used to come with the fire too. So, we, so me and him were like, we were really tight, and we both had fire in our bellies. You know, that people didn't really know about until they crossed us. You know, yeah. so and 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 that's exactly what happened to uh, to Dwayne Saab when he <laughs> when he tried to test Corn one time. It wasn't pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was a pretty big guy. He was a pretty big guy. Yeah, I'll wait a yeah. bit. All right, yeah, well, yeah. Well, Jimmy, I appreciate you taking some time out of your day today to uh, to be on the podcast with us. Uh, enjoyed it, and uh, hope you have a great holiday season with the family. We got the holidays coming up, so hope everything goes mm-hmm. well. And uh, enjoy enjoy your uh, enjoy your t- holiday. Yeah, I'll say one more thing. Yeah, all of this, I understand. People are like down on Belichick right now. But if you really go back and review the Super Bowls and how they won them, you'll probably find that Tom clearly won one of them. You know, like it was Tom, and that was Atlanta. Uh, The rest of it was the scheming and, you know, like both of the Rams games, you know, things like, you know, you really got to go back and, and really review it on the unbiased eye right because that guy is the best to ever do it and i just wanted to say that bill belichick is the best to ever coach well That's we, we just had romeo cornell up um a couple weeks ago um and you know they they really did win those first three on defense i mean brady wasn't yeah. really brady he was coming into his own you know those three Exactly. So I, I agree with you 100%, and I'm, I'm yep. glad you got to get that out. So, <laughs> All right, man. Y'all y'all have a good one. All right. Thanks, thanks Jimmy. Jimmy. Have a good night. All right. Thanks. You too, bro. Thanks for listening to Untold Patriot Stories with Scott Prusak and Dave Usher. Please follow us on whatever platform you download your podcast, and be sure to tell your friends.